0: Water in your car. Be seated.
1: It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquart. Todd Marquart,
0: attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question, veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com.
1: That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt.
0: Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. We're on 930 AM The Answer. Also on podcasts everywhere, Facebook Live, YouTube, and www.talklawradio.com. Each episode, I like to talk about some aspect of Texas or federal law that I think may need some explaining. If you have questions about some law, regulation, or court case, email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's H-O-S-T at talklawradio.com. And I might be able to talk about that on the air. Because I'm licensed in Texas, I have to give a disclaimer that the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program uh, should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or failing to follow your will. Please help Amy Childs and I give good information about business and decisions and judgment today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. And today we're going to be talking about business. Do you feel like your business is always in the danger zone? Do you lie awake at night wondering how much, uh, how to grow your business when there is so much uncertainty with the economy, politics, labor market? Cash flow, operations, employee productivity, and customers. I'd like to introduce Amy Childs, executive coach and Vistage chair. So, welcome to the show, Amy.
1: Thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me here.
0: Okay, so uh, give us. Tell us about uh, the Danger Zone song.
1: I love it. I love that song. Um, Todd had asked me, what song gets me going? What song do I like to work out to? What song motivates me? And since I was 18, that was the song that I listened to when I was in high school, thinking about going to the military and what I was going to do for my life. So that's where that song comes from. It's still a great motivator for me, and I think... A lot of us are in the danger zone. We don't even know it, but there's ways through it.
0: And you did go into the military. Tell us a little bit about your background.
1: I did. I was the classic kid that Top Gun came out, and I said I want to do that, and I went and got my pilot's license. I went to the Air Force Academy from Tucson, Arizona, from my Catholic high school, which was a big obstacle to overcome. I was not the smartest in the class. I was not the most athletic. I had to work hard, but that was my goal. And I did it, and I went to the Air Force Academy. I succeeded. I was a sailplane instructor pilot. I was the vice-wing commander of the cadets when I was there, and I loved every minute of it um, and launched my career.
0: And what did you learn there that may have helped you in business?
1: I learned that you don't go alone. I had teammates. I had classmates. Um, I've launched some college kids, and I realized how lonely it can be when you're doing hard things. But when I was at the Air Force Academy, I had people around me that wanted to grow and challenge me all the time. And that was really important for me. Um, I still have lifelong friends from the Air Force Academy. I also learned that you can do more than you think you can when you're in an environment of growth. Um, I challenged myself. I went through basic training. I shot rifles and M1s and Jumped out of airplanes and went to Europe and things that I never ever thought I could do, um, because Sounds the environment was there.
0: Really exciting. So the the reason I wanted to have you on the show is because of your business experience, your expertise, and and your coaching and and helping business owners make decisions. And so a- after the Air Force, you started business, right?
1: I did. I did. I went and got my master's at Texas A&M. I always say it's not always a straight path into getting into business and how that happened. Um, But I I graduated from the Air Force Academy in healthcare administration, went and got my master's, and then also started having children. So you start blending personal life with business. Um, But we did. We started with some physical therapy companies, just a dream of ours. to open these clinics. Our first clinic here was up in New Braunfels, Um, that we had a vision to train physical therapists um, with less tuition expenses because it's very expensive to go to college to Mm -hmm. become a physical therapist. So we launched a company that worked on that. This was way before COVID. It was a hybrid company, so it was partially online. Um, Like most business owners know, it takes a long time to launch a new business. Mm-hmm. Um, the accreditation process, um, we had to hire faculty years before we ever took a, p- a payment for tuition. So you got to come up with capital and you got to find um, your people that will back you. So that was years in the making as we were also living a military life and also raising five children.
0: Okay. And so you, you really had two businesses going then, you know, with the clinics and then And then with the education-type business. It was.
1: It was two clinics, and over the course of time, they merged. They were partially bought out by private equity, and now we've done a full buyout with private equity. Um, But, yes, it was a great 15-year growing experience and learning how to go to sleep every night as a business owner.
0: Yeah. And so you, you had a lot of experience growing that business. And everything that goes along with that, with uh, cash flow and economy and taxes and employee issues, right? You you did you were in all of that.
1: Yes, I was privy to it all. I was the founder's spouse. I was port roll, um, but I did have my cell phone number was the the question um, phone number for people to call and answer and ask questions. So we were a grassroots. We started from the back of a napkin. It was, a, it was a business that we launched from literally a dream and a vision and grew it. Um, and, yes, all the ups and downs of when we had a cash call and how do we find the cash for it and how do we pay our employees and, you know, it's 9-11 happening. And, you know, with the uncertainty of the economy, what are we going to do? We were constantly in that mode of what do we do? What do we do?
0: And as that was built, that business was being sold – uh, how did you get interested in coaching?
1: A big part of that business culture was coaching. Um, when we took on private equity, the partners all received coaching as part of the agreement, and I was able to witness what coaching did for our company. And I, I even said someday I want to, I want to do that for business owners. And I actually went and studied under that particular coach that was coaching our partners, um, up at UT Dallas. And I said, I want to even be like her and study under her. So I did. And I enrolled in that, in the Dallas, uh, UT Dallas coaching program.
0: And you graduated from that program and, and got some type of certification, right?
1: I did in 2016. I felt it was important for me, even though I had been privy to growing a business and I had walked through it. Um, I wanted the tools that were needed for coaching, and so I did a year and a half in the program, got certified, um, took the test, and there's one accrediting body in in the United States for coaching, the International Coaching Federation, so I did get certified in that organization.
0: And how do you think that's different than maybe just a a business owner or CEO that decides, I'm going to be a consultant and tell business owners how to grow their business
1: yeah it's such a great question um so many people don't understand fully what coaching is and how it plays in with the consultant role or the counseling role um a coach is different than a consultant very different and um i don't tell people what to do whereas a consultant might um but that's that's what i do for coaching is i help them find their answers
0: Okay, we'll talk more about that after the break. Okay. And we'll talk about more, like, what are some issues that business owners are facing right now with the economy. Calling all business owners and industry leaders seeking to elevate your brand and align with a highly targeted audience. Talk Law Radio invites you to partner with us in bringing in-depth interviews with expert guests Thought provoking discussions and practical advice on a variety of matters to the listening audience. Let us get your business name out into the community. Log on to talklawradio.com to find out how you can become a sponsor. That's talklawradio.com. 9.30 30 a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here with Amy Childs, who is an executive coach and Vistage Chair. We'll tell you a little bit about Vistage in a few moments. I want to invite those business owners, C-suite level executive officers, CEOs, chief operating officers, however you're helping to run the business, to join us in a seminar on September 21st at the Dominion Country Club. We're going to be talking about how to make good decisions in business and how to protect the business from... Predators, judgments, liens, and how to protect yourself if you're a CEO or C-suite level executive officer when you find that your financial success and and growth and wealth is um, maybe subject to attack. So uh, register by calling the law office at 210-530-4278. Again, uh, we're inviting business owners, uh, C-suite level executives uh, who want to know more about protecting their business and making good business decisions. So, Amy, you were talking about before the break uh, how it was different to be a coach for executives and business owners rather than um, just a consultant with some business experience. Um what are some issues that you think business owners are facing right now? You, you talk to uh, a lot of your own clients, and you probably talk to other people who are undecided about whether or not they need a consultant or a business coach. What are some issues that are prevalent right now?
1: Yeah, well, I would say the number one thing that I hear from people is the fear of uncertainty. What's the economy going to do? What's the market doing? Are we in a recession? Are we at the beginning? Are we in an unrecession? Um, when will we be in a depression? Um, there's a lot of uncertainty right now um, that I don't know has, is different. As we have come out of COVID, we've all learned there's always been uncertainty. But what do we do with it?
0: I, I had decided back in 2008 that I would not mm-hmm. participate in recession. And I had no idea then that I was going to keep facing this over and over again. <laughs> right,
1: right, exactly. I don't know that we're going to be in a period of certainty ever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so th- you hear that a lot from business owners. And and so w- you can't give them certainty. Mm-mm. And so what can you do? What are some tools that you use?
1: Yeah, I always say I wish I had that certainty pill that could fix it all. Um, And a lot of times people don't want to hear it of what is the fix. The fix is the mind. The fix is managing the thoughts, managing your mind, um, telling yourself a story that's really true instead of always living in a story that you don't know. Um, and, And that's a hard thing. It's a lot harder said than done.
0: And so how do you process that?
1: Managing the mind. Um, A lot of times we work with just basic breathing, figuring out what your triggers are, knowing yourself. Um, One of the other areas that I really um, believe in is emotional intelligence, which is understanding and managing your emotions.
0: Oh, how is that different from intelligence, like uh, IQ? Yeah,
1: you're not born with it. You're not born with emotional intelligence, whereas personality... Oftentimes, even an IQ test is, is a genetic um, a factor, something you're born with. It's going to stay with you. Um, emotional intelligence is developmental. You can impact it. Um, it peaks between the ages of 44 and 55, which is usually my clientele. Um, although I love also doing intelligence, um, emotional intelligence with college-age kids and um, young adults as they're working towards finding their career.
0: So how can my emotional intelligence help me with uncertainty in the economy and politics and employee performance and and et cetera?
1: Yeah. So so capturing what is the story that you're telling yourself about the economy and politics and employees? um, We make up stories in our brain for survival it's It's the caveman brain, and neurologists know this, and neuroplasticity is is a huge buzzword right now. Um, our brain is out there to protect us from danger, but sometimes we need to capture those thoughts and try to tell ourselves what is really true about this situation.
0: And so your work with emotional intelligence comes from another certification that you got, right?
1: I did. I did. I went and got certified um, at Rice University through their Door Institute of Leadership. They do a lot of emotional intelligence coaching for all their engineers and doctors. Um, And I felt that was another important tool that I wanted to be able to help people with.
0: And there's a book out there. I had the the book. I think it was Emotional intelligence 2.0 or something like that. 2.0, yes.
1: And it has evolved um, from Daniel Goleman and the original emotional intelligence. And we hear now positive intelligence. We hear emotional agility. But the idea of being able to adapt your emotions um, to the situation without derailing is critical.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. What is something else that another certification that that you've uh, achieved and use as a tool to helping your businesses?
1: Yeah, so most recently I really dived into change management and the importance of understanding what the change story is. How do I implement change? How do I get my ambassadors on board? How do I understand what the obstacles to change are? Um, Again, the human brain does not like change.
0: And and that becomes important when a business is, has been growing over a period of time and is changing. Always, <laughs> right?
1: always. You're either growing or you're dying. And you're always changing.
0: Some people in the business, even though they might be your employees or your partners, might not understand your vision like you do.
1: Yes. Well, when I always do a seminar, I ask business owners, what's the number one problem that you face? And they usually say people because they're the unknown. They're the variable, whether they're your employees or your customers or your clients, your vendors, your contractors, we are individuals as people. And so there is no one book on how to manage change because we have to learn to adapt to people.
0: And they might be good at what they do, but just not understand what you're going for
1: right. well, and the other piece to emotional intelligence is also understanding other people 's emotions
0: mm-hmm. what's
1: triggering them? what are they dealing with in their personal life, in their professional life that might be affecting how they're interacting with you?
0: I wanted to bring you on the show because in in my mind, as a business attorney um the decisions that a business owner or C-level person makes affects whether or not they're going to be subject to lawsuits and risk and those kinds of things. And I I see your role as a way of helping a a business to protect itself, you know, by not making bad decisions, by seeing uh, blind spots, in the business that, that maybe they're not aware of. Um, so let's, let's talk about the, the other side of what you do. Um, the peer advisory group that you facilitate and chair.
1: Okay. Tell sure. us
0: what Vistage is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when you are making decisions, they're complicated and there's a lot of different factors and sometimes we can't see all the different elements. So surrounding yourself with other business owners In different industries, they don't all have to be in the same industry that you're at. Um, You still have the same issues. You have hiring issues. You have personnel issues. You have payroll issues, cash flow. Um, They can see things that oftentimes you can't see and help suggest ideas. And a lot of times, too, it's just the camaraderie to say, yeah, I understand what that feels like to have to let an employee go. It's one of the most awful things a business owner goes through. And then the fear of litigation and what if they sue mm-hmm. um, is always running around in business owners' minds.
0: I, I think this is just my own uh, philosophy that uh, a business that continues for a long period of time is probably going to get sued or have to sue somebody else just because it, it's In business, they teach us in law school that uh, a lawsuit, uh, a broken contract is not necessarily good or bad. It's just, um, you know, was somebody damaged? Well, you have to pay the damages. And you have to enforce your rights if if you're the person that uh, was on the receiving end of the bad deal. and so that's why i say uh, it's it's going to happen and you probably need some some help running the business as you're going through this war sure, <laughs> sure. which uh if you've ever been through litigation you, you understand it as a war and so i i see the value of having a coach and a peer advisory group because It's hard enough to handle all of the day-to-day issues of running the business, satisfying the customers, making sure employees are productive. That's every day. Um, But then you have to figure out a way to handle everything that's going on, including this lawsuit or this sick employee, and, and also move forward to growth.
1: Right, right. And another big piece of being in a peer group is confidentiality and being able to be really honest with your fears and with what's going on. And so that's why there's a huge value to a group like Vistage where you do have confidentiality and you have the support of one another. And as you know, you stay in Vistage for years with your fellow business owners. Mm
0: -hmm. And so tell us more uh, specifics about how the Vistage – model works?
1: So there's a couple components to it. One is the peer group that we meet every month for a full day. And I bring in coaching content. We bring in great speakers um, to talk about accounting, accountability, marketing, SEO, optimization, whatever the issue is of the month that we, we need to bring in. Um, and then we process issues. Every member gets to check in and say, this is what's on my plate. This is what I need help with in terms of making a better decision. Or this is what I haven't been able to talk to somebody else about. Should I be worried? Um, those types of, of issues that they get to talk about, we spend the whole day processing it with a facilitated coach. Um, I also individually coach each member throughout the month. I go to their office and we meet and we dive even deeper into what's, what's really going on, what's working well for you and what's not working well, and how can we take action to make it better.
0: Yeah, I I really like the model. I didn't even know it existed until Scott McMurrian told me about it in uh, April of 2019. And uh, again, I didn't know what I was, um, how badly I was going to need it. Just a few months later, when uh, COVID hit, Um, but I, I knew at that point in April 2019 that I didn't want to participate in a recession. And there were some economists saying that there was going to be a slowdown or, or something like that. And I, I said, I don't want to do that. I want this, this Vistage um, program to help me uh, fight that and, and to grow. I wanted to grow. And because of COVID, Of course, the the recession did come, and um, the mayor shut down the city and tried to keep everybody from working. Um, But we continued meeting and navigating. Well, what can we do? How can we continue business? Um, But I also uh, remembered an experience I had with a consultant and how my consultant was my firefighter. And uh, every week I would have a new emergency come up and, and he would tell me how to solve it but uh, that became exhausting and so I'll tell you after the break how that's all changed. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marcourt here with Amy Childs executive coach and vistage chair. I wanted to mention that Amy and I are going to be having a seminar on September 21st for business owners, CEOs, other C-suite level executive officers who want to learn more about making better decisions uh, by not going alone. And uh, so we'll be doing that September 21st uh, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. at the Dominion Country Club. We'll have uh, breakfast tacos and you can register by calling 210-530-4278, 210-530-4278. And uh, this is the third segment, so I like to talk about the sinners and saints. ashamed, You remember that song?
1: Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith Brooks. Yes.
0: Um, you, you were probably listening to different music. Um, that, that came out in the 90s, and that's when I was in high school. So
1: I was listening to Top Gun. Right, there so. you go. <laughs> uh,
0: well, the Sinners and Saints this week uh, are interesting. Um, the Sinner, I'm going to talk about the Sackler family. Uh, they're the, the family that was producing the uh, opioids to help combat uh, pain, um, but they got in trouble because uh, they were pushing it and they were giving kickbacks. And so the, the Justice Department announced a global resolution of criminal and civil investigations uh, with the Sackler family um, the company pled guilty to a three count felony so that's interesting that that a company could be prosecuted for that and the individual members of the sackler family had to pay the united states 225 million dollars arising from the alleged conduct of dr richard sackler david sackler mortimer da sackler dr Kathy Sackler and Jonathan Sackler. So they're the sinners because they got in trouble. So I just point that out. And then the saint, um, I wanted to talk about uh, St. George, Washington County. Uh, they were highlighting the International Overdose Awareness Day. And um, I didn't know about that. I. Every once in a while, I run into somebody who's been impacted by somebody that accidentally became addicted to opioids because they were they went in for surgery and that's what they were prescribed, and they just could not stop taking it have Have you known anybody or heard any? stories about people that suffered that?
1: Oh, all the time. And we know it's a really big problem in our physical therapy companies. It was a lot of what we worked on was to mitigate the opioid crisis by using natural paths and physical therapy. Um, as a coach, when I see people overdosing on anything, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. To to numb a feeling of pain or hurt or rejection so, you know, opioids is one of them. We see it with alcohol. We see it with lots of different medications, prescriptions. I see it with Internet, exercising, work. I see workaholics all the time mm-hmm. that are always trying to feel better because yeah. it's hard.
0: Wow, that's interesting. So you, you mentioned it briefly a while ago, uh, alignment. Yeah. Um, that's your philosophy that's your company tell us about that.
1: It is. I mean, obviously I love the the Air Force and flying and pilots and the the planes that fly in formation have always been a fascination to me. How they fly in formation and how they keep their wingspan and as long as they can stay aligned, they do amazing air shows for us and they drop their bombs and So my company has that idea that you have to stay aligned to your core values, and you're going to be okay if you keep going back to that alignment. And that's what I've always used as my guiding force.
0: And that that helps both at work and at home.
1: It does, because how you are at work is the same, really, as how you are at home. You may think you hide it. You may think you fake it, cover it up, numb it with something. But in the end, you're who you are as a person.
0: And so the the people that you work with, the information that you get from going to conferences and, and learning about coaching to, to keep your certification and all of that, um, how important is it to have a work-life balance?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's also one of the top issues that I coach on. And, of course, we always talk about balance. I don't know if it's balance as much as harmony. Um, It's it's not a 50-50. But how you are at work is very dependent upon how you are at home and how things are going. So I never, ever have a coaching session where I don't ask my client, how are things at home? How are things personally with you? And sometimes it's very uncomfortable. People don't like to talk about it. They want to keep their emotions out of a business conversation.
0: Yeah, my, my initial reaction is that's none of your business. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and yet when I challenge you, which you also know that I do, mm-hmm. um, you can't not not talk about it because it's a part of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I'm doing. I don't coach a business. I coach a person that runs a business.
0: Oh, what I wanted to say when I was ending that last segment was uh, the, the firefighter consultant that I had. It, it was just I, I didn't know how to get beyond that, and, and so my wife finally said that that's not working for you. Try something else. And um, one of the things that I've discovered through Vistage and through your executive coaching is that I, I don't have as few, as many fires mm. because I've, I've learned some skills. I've developed some uh, ways of handling things and, and myself and my family. And so I don't have as many fires.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's confidence building when you realize I can handle the problems that are going to come my way. And they are. I mean, you're a business owner. That's what you do is solve problems. You solve people's legal problems. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully you're not having the same exact problems. Every time, because that's when you need to look at yourself and say, what do I need to do different so they don't have the exact same problems? And I can take on bigger challenges.
0: Right. And, and the issues are constantly evolving and changing, too. Um, the, the problems of 2009 are not the problems of 2023.
1: Right, right. Who, who knew that the biggest issue right now in workplace management is hybrid, remote versus in office? And, you know, that's one of the big things business owners are trying to have to navigate right now. How do you handle employees that don't want to come to the office? How do we handle remote work? Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't an issue 10, 15 years ago like it is today.
0: And the, the members of our own group, we, we all have different models for using hybrid or or stay-at-home work.
1: Right. And some of it depends on your industry. Some of it depends on what you do as a transaction. And again, I go back to that alignment. What's your company culture? And I don't tell companies what to have for their culture. I don't tell them what to do, but I am going to challenge them to say, does this align with your core values? Does it align with your mission, your vision, your values?
0: Hmm. Yeah. that Everything's more in harmony, like you said before, yeah. when it does. And uh, even if you're making more money, uh, if you're facing dissonance every day. It's, it's still stress stressful and uncomfortable and maybe not uh, a happy work environment. So it'd right. be nice to have both.
1: Right. And, and a lot of us, when we were first starting our businesses, we did just burn the candle at both ends.
0: Mm-hmm. We were
1: in our 20s. We would just grit it out. It doesn't work when you get to be in your 40s, 50s. And to live that, there is a very high physical cost to just grinding it out every day.
0: And four years ago, my challenge was, how do I run a business while being able to travel all over the country with my son, <laughs> right. who was just playing baseball? And uh, it, it wasn't necessarily, how do I make the most money?
1: Right, right. Your, your goals change based on the season that you're in. But how do you still win the season? Mhm. How do you still meet your goals whatever they are? Even if it's to connect with my high school kid or my college kid. My kids are a very big part of my why every day. And I'm constantly evaluating my my rails to make sure I'm within that mm-hmm. guideline of of investing in my kids.
0: Yeah. So before we stop talking about your company, uh if somebody's interested in executive coaching or wants to learn more about Vistage, uh, how can they contact you?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm on LinkedIn, Amy Childs in San Antonio. And then my email is amy at alignec.com, which Align Executive Coaching is my company. Oh,
0: okay. A-L-I-G-N as a Nancy, E-C.
1: E as an Echo, C like Charlie. Okay, yes. dot com. <laughs> dot com.
0: Okay, well, we're going to have to take another break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about legacy. And uh, sometimes that's the legacy of our business. Sometimes it's our own personal legacy. Sometimes it's our family. And so we'll get into some of those personal things for you and for me, and uh, then we'll uh, call it a day. But stay tuned for this one last segment about legacy. Discover the fascinating world
1: of the law with Talklaw Radio. Listen to 9.30 a.m. The Answer every Saturday morning at 11 for insightful discussions and expert analysis. Then, don't miss out on a thrilling bonus segment every Sunday at 4.30 p.m. when Talk Law Radio's attorney, Todd Marquardt, offers his professional perspective on trending legal issues. Stay informed and engaged with
0: the legal matters
1: that shape our nation. Join Talklaw Radio for an enriching radio experience on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And for more info, go to TalkLawRadio.com.
0: 30 a.m. The. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here with nat <laughs> Amy Childs. Uh, we're talking about executive coaching and peer advisory groups and making better business decisions. Don't go alone. Uh, we're going to be having a seminar on September 21st at the Dominion Country Club. We're going to provide a small breakfast, and talk about these same things from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. for, no, that would be all day, 8 a.m. to 10 (laughs) a.m., just two hours. We'll be talking about that for business owners, CEOs, and other C-suite level executives. If you have a business, uh, give us a call to register at 210-530-4278. This is our final segment. It's the fourth segment. We'll be talking about legacy. And now it's time for the Talk Law Radio Legacy Spotlight. What's your legacy? Sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. So I like to talk about legacy because Marquardt Law Firm does wills and trusts and estate planning. And uh, they sp- the law firm sponsors the show. And so I like to combine the legacy with uh, whatever we're learning about the law. And we've been talking about how to grow a business, how to make good business decisions. And I I know that um, part of my legacy, uh, whether my kids become lawyers or not, is going to be what I learned from watching dad run his business. (laughs) What do you think your legacy is going to be?
1: Yeah, I pray that my my children, my clients, people that know me will be able to say that I was real to them, authentic, and that I helped people be a better version of themselves. More excellent is what I like to say. I Mm -hmm. like people to, um, if I can help someone be more excellent, then I feel that that's valuable.
0: Okay, and... Tell us about your your philosophy, your four Fs.
1: Yes, my four Fs. Um, my faith is paramount. You have to be anchored in some way. Um, and as I've gone through the ups and downs of business ownership, of marriage, of five children, launching three of them, um, my faith has always stood firm. Um, not that I haven't questioned it, but that there have been It has been a grounding for me, and you have to be grounded. And and I would say a peer group also grounds you in that way and reminds you back to um, to point to your North Star, your faith, your God, whatever it is for you. Um, My family. My family is my why. Why do I wake up? I do have five kids. I've launched three but never fully launched them. Um, I've connected with my family on football. I love football. It's it's a great leadership tool. It's a lesson. Um, Laboratory. For learning how to make decisions and how to have accountability. And then flying. I've just always had just a passion for flying. My dad had a small little Cessna that he used to fly me around in. When I was at the Air Force Academy, he would come and pick me up and fly me home. So I learned to just um, get above the ground, get that 30,000-foot view, so to speak, and uh, just have that sense of of closeness to God and of faith um, above the ground. So those are my four F's.
0: That's awesome. I'm curious about football. Did you grow up watching football, or did this just start with your boys?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was was a sport. It was okay. I never really had a passion for it until my boys um, got involved. But as a mother, how do you connect with a 13-year-old boy? Or how do you connect with a 16-year-old boy? And as my, my sons loved football, and they one son was a quarterback, and we've suffered injuries, it's, again, it's a laboratory that I use to connect to my mm-hmm. kids. And so I thought, if we're going to do it, let's be all in. So I'm an all-in mom when it comes to football, and I've learned a lot. And in some ways, I'm almost jealous of the brotherhood of football, because there is that teamwork and accountability, similar to the military, but in a different right. way.
0: Okay, I I sometimes wonder how do I connect with my sixteen-year-old daughter. <laughs> yeah,
1: so you find out what they're interested in. Yeah, and then you become interested. And if it's NASCAR or if it's butterflies or if it's lipstick or whatever it is that they're interested in, I say you go be all in.
0: I have a friend that that went the NASCAR route with his son. Um, they start out in these little tiny cars. You know, Mm -hmm. racing around like NASCAR. And he said it was so expensive. And when his son was that age, he didn't have a lot of disposable income. uh, But he made it work because he had a friend that said, uh, do you think that this is less expensive or do you think rehab would be less expensive? Right. (laughs) right. (laughs) So I've always tried to keep the kids busy uh, doing whatever it is that they were passionate about. Uh, I was in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, my All my kids played the saxophone just like I did, but um, they eventually quit playing it when it, I continued through high school and college. So that's uh, interesting that you say uh, help them follow their passions, and you have to learn mm-hmm. some new things as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, be curious. Be curious.
0: And I like your analogy of... Uh, the 30,000-foot view of, of life, of your business issues, um, because I don't know anybody that would just say, I already know everything, right, because we don't. And in the peer advisory group, somebody's going to ask a question or going to see something that, causes them to be curious about your business because they're we're not in the same industry and when you're explaining it maybe have an aha moment when oh I didn't even think about it that way
1: right that's always my goal is to get somebody to think about something differently and and quickly going back to the flying if you've ever taken off under clouds It's gray, it's dark, it's cold, you take off, you go through that little bit of turbulence in the clouds, and then you break through, and the sun is up there. And that's a little bit of what a peer group can offer. And I know that at the end of a day, we always do a takeaway, you know, what did you get out of today? And people will always say, I can see things from a different way now, or I might have a little bit more hope, or I know a plan of what the next right thing is that I need to do and and that's what the value of a peer group is and getting above the problem
0: and with Vistage, 2 another component is the speakers mm-hmm. which, which I sort of view as like uh, college professors they're going to they're going to teach us something that we we didn't we're not using or we didn't think that we need and uh, I always learned something that I could apply to the law office in some way even when um, I wouldn't necessarily sign up for that class because again I, I can't see a 360 view of myself and my business because I'm always there in it just trying to uh, satisfy my clients and motivate my employees and make sure that there's enough money to pay all the bills and payroll and then uh, put in a little extra something in my pocket. Uh, So I like having the speakers teach us about things that we didn't know that we might need.
1: Right, and remember these speakers go traveling around the country speaking just to CEOs and business owners so they know what the relevant issues are. And a lot of my business owners will say, I can't take a day out of the office to go listen to these speakers. And at the end of the day, it's the kindest thing you can do for your employees in your office is to get that knowledge and take it back to them.
0: Well, and two, when, when the economy was bad, uh, some of my business clients would say, I can't afford to do this, that or the other. And, and I always said, uh, if this were my last thousand dollars, this is how I would spend it, you know, to get advice on how to get beyond that. Um, we were we were talking about Top Gun and the danger zone. And uh, what if your business is always, you feel like it's always in the danger zone? Well, I don't want to live that way.
1: Right. Who does? <laughs> right. And eventually it'll catch up to you physically living that way. Our bodies can't handle that mm-hmm. kind of stress. And you know that we always talk about the body keeps the score. Mm-hmm. And so you have to learn how to manage that living in the danger zone.
0: And if if you don't see it yourself, by showing up to the meeting, somebody's going to say, uh, you don't look good, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe nobody else talks to you about that kind of thing. Uh, when you're the CEO, when you're the boss, everybody says you have the great ideas And uh, nobody tells you what's wrong because they don't want to make a mistake. Um, What what I like about having you as an executive coach and having the the Vistage Peer Advisory Group is that I have people that will kindly tell me when they see something happening that uh, could cause problems.
1: Yeah, I call it carefrontation. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to confront you on it. I'm not going to let you not address it, but I am going to, I do care. I do care. And the, the peers in the room care, they're the people that have your back as a peer advisory group. So it's care frontation.
0: And, and also going, did we run out of time? Oh, okay. Sorry, Mark. the, The clock stopped. Um, what I was going to say is that uh, when, I'm, when I'm in the whirlwind, that's what I call the, the day-to-day business decisions of seeing clients, uh, researching their legal issues, uh, producing their, their planning documents or, or their litigation documents. It, it's easy to forget what, what were my goals of getting – growing the business, uh, adding another attorney – Buying an office building, uh, th- those are all hard things to do. And if I if I just say now, if I rationalize it to myself, now's not a good time. Um, there's no good employees out there. Nobody wants to work. Well, nobody's going to challenge me on that. But if you have somebody that will, you know, that's what allows me to to grow as somebody that's not going to accept my my rationalization.
1: Right. And also to remind you to celebrate the wins because as a high performing business owner, we usually go from one challenge to the very next and we forget to stop and say, yeah, I did grow that business last year. Mm -hmm. And we always talk in numbers. My growth rate was 22%, 36% growth rate. I've added attorneys. I've added employees. I'm impacting a greater population in San Antonio because of the efforts. That right.
0: Been. You mentioned that um, that helped you get through some tough times. Tell me about that, the, the impact that you've made on employees.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're impacting like lives, huge, huge impact. Um, and, you know, we we fostered children at one point and I thought I can't fix the foster system. It just seems too big. But I did make an impact for two little girls. And so I feel that way with my business owners. I've helped them live a more excellent life.
0: And in doing so, helped their employees and the families of those employees as well.
1: Yeah, the impact's huge.
0: Talk to you later.